What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey guys, it's Cloud and we've done it. This is the last episode in the Joshua podcast. We've done it. We've made it through the whole book. Hopefully you have read it for yourself in addition to these daily podcasts. And I hope that these episodes have been an encouragement to you, whether it's on your commute in the morning, you listen to it when you come home from work, whatever it is that this has been encouraging to you, uplifting to you to see God's word lived out in your life. And so with that said, we've gotten through the whole book. Yes, there were some difficult parts in it. Yes, there were some tedious spots in it, but ultimately God had a word for us and we hope that you have heard from him and have begun to be transformed by him in your life because of it. And so we're going to close out that today is the very last chunk, the very last paragraph in the, in the chapter 24 of Joshua, and it's Joshua's death and burial. <laughs> and I know like some of you guys who know me a little well, like you're like, geez, Cloud, can't you do any, like, can't you end anything on a high note? Like, why do you always have to be so deep and somber and all like, and I'm going to point, point out to you that this is a good thing. And, and Joshua does end on a high note, but with this little question mark at the end. And, uh, and so, yeah, there's nuance to it and don't shoot the messenger. Like there's this dark kind of thread that, uh, this dissonant note at the end of Joshua, that's kind of like, Oh, what's going to happen. But it is a good note. And we know throughout the rest of scripture, the narrative, the meta narrative of scripture, that it all ends in the glorious gospel and ascension and, 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 the new heavens and the new earth, and we know there's this high note to end, to come, but we can better appreciate that if we see these dissonant threads kind of woven in with Scripture itself. And so we're going to read that today, uh, Joshua 24, verses 29 through 33, and I'm using the ESV. After these things, Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. And I'll just pause there real quick like that is a good, long, full life. So that's a good high note right there. Going out with a bang, 110 years old, verse 30. And they buried him in his own inheritance at Timnath Sarah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gosh. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the work that the Lord did for Israel. As for the bones of Joseph, which the people of Israel brought up from Egypt, they buried them at Shechem, in the piece of land that Jacob bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of money. It became an inheritance of the descendants of Joseph. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him at Gibeah, the town of Phinehas' son, which had been given him in the hill country of Ephraim." And so that ends the book of Joshua. It's this sort of obituary, little epitaph there at the end, talking about Joshua. And then we see Joseph thrown in there, and it has a little kind of setting up, and there's this little question mark at the end. And so that's the end. That's the end of Joshua. And the first point I put in the notes that's really interesting here is that Joshua models servant leadership. Uh, 
even now today in the culture, there's all sorts of, uh, there's, if you're in management, like, you know, that's your kind of profession. You've probably gone to these Ted talks or leadership seminars and everybody talks about leadership. There's all these books and the culture, even non-Christians are talking about leadership and they're just now starting to be like, Hmm, I think there's something to this servant leadership aspect and how instead of uh, being dictatorial over people and, you know, browbeating them into submission and kind of being over people, there's this servant and, and uh, equipping and collaborating with and, you know, and encouraging and, you know, empowering that, that kind of thing that we see uh, in servant leadership. And Joshua here's modeled that. Verse 29, Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord. And so what's interesting about that is that Joshua... Throughout the whole book, if you look a second glance, he is never called the servant of the Lord. He's never called a servant of the Lord until this very last chapter, this last paragraph in the whole book. Joshua, the son of Nun, comma, the servant of the Lord, comma, which is amazing because Moses, his mentor, had received this same title at the end of his life. In Deuteronomy 34, verse 5. And so he in Moses is often referred to as the servant of the Lord throughout the whole book of Joshua. And so here at the end, Joshua is receiving this high like privilege, this high honor of being called a servant of the Lord. And as a sub-point to that, Joshua models servant leadership. And Joshua, as the servant leader, reminds us that it isn't about us. Joshua, being called here a servant of the Lord, reminds us that it isn't about us, which when I was studying this, this quote popped into my head almost immediately. And I I like this quote. I heard it several years ago, but at the same time, there's something about my I don't really like that quote. And um, it's a good quote. Maybe you've heard of it, but it's by this German Protestant. I think he's a reformer, but, but way back, this guy named Count Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf. That's a cool name, right? So you got to listen to what he says, right? So Count Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf said, quote, preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. Preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. And people are like, Cloud, this is not encouraging me at all today. <laughs> like, so I get it. I'm, and there's multiple problems with the quote, like, you know, it's it's pretty morbid, right? It's like, okay, gee, gee whiz, buddy, like, how about something positive? But I think there is, I think he's onto something, right? There's multiple problems with it, but I think he's onto something positive that we can gleam, at least from the sentiment of that quote. So, so stick with me. So first of all, I think what's wrong about the quote is it assumes that the platform is just wrong. Like, but I think that's not true. I think platform is okay. I think, you know, leadership, we, we renown people. Like, I'm a big Winston Churchill fan. Like, he, people write books about Winston Churchill. We, like, he's, he's recorded in history, and he has fame, and he has this platform, and people quote him constantly. So, you know, and Joshua, right, is recorded in Scripture. And so there's nothing wrong with platform. And, you know, we should give thanks to the, the people who are recorded in history forever, and they have that kind of platform over us, like, and we listen to what they say, and they're, they're you know, influential and all that. that. That's okay. I think that's okay. God uses those people. Um, and so, but the problem is when platform uh, becomes the end goal. The problem is when platform becomes the end goal. And I think that's what Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf is onto right here. <laughs> and so... Uh, I'm not trying to be super edgy here, but uh, many of you, if you're kind of plugged into the Christian world, you know that there was this really 
popular, really famous podcast in, in Christian circles this past year, and that was The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Now, I don't know, I have to comment on all these details, and, and I'm even, you know, kind of mixed feelings about recommending it because it's a hard listen, but basically, in a nutshell, it's this mega church in Seattle. It was huge, multiple campuses. There's this pastor over who led it. It was named Mark Driscoll, and the podcast um, it was redemptive in some ways, but in, in many ways, it's just like an, an autopsy of what killed Mars Hill. And one of the main points, like I'm just repeating the podcast, like don't shoot me. One of the main points is that Mark Driscoll failed as a leader. You know, it talked about how he was bullying, all, all sorts of things. This kind of dictatorial type, you know, heavy force of a leader over the people. And so if you want to listen to that podcast, it's an interesting listen, and, and so that's that's up to you. But the point I'm trying to make is that one of the biggest takeaways in that podcast is, is talked about what happens when platform becomes the end goal. What happens when the, the church, instead of we serve the church, the church serves a person and their ego and, and that kind of a thing. Now, again, there's multiple parts of that story. I don't want to beat up on Mark Driscoll, but that was just the podcast kind of takeaway. And so... If we're going to ask that question and talk about maybe a failed leader or the the short givings of a, of a leader, then I think that also raises the question for the people, right? So if an entire church like basically shuts down overnight because of this guy, right, supposedly, then we must also ask the question, where was the heart of all of the people, like the many, the group, the people? And so we see that. Here in verse 31, the same question being raised. And it's this question mark. It's this dissonant kind of like dark minor chord, this this phrase at the end of Joshua that's going to leave us with this big question. And that's what what's going to happen. Okay, Joshua dies. And then it says in verse 31, Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua. Question mark. <laughs> and so that sets us up for the book of Judges, um, which we're going to be going into uh, tomorrow. So just as a, a plug for that, stay tuned. We're finishing out with Joshua, but the epilogue to the book of Joshua is the book of Judges. And so I hope you will join us back for that. But the question that we see here at the end reminds us that Joshua, as the servant leader, he reminded us that it's not about us, but it's also not about our guy. And that goes back to the Mars Hill thing. See, we, it's easy to beat up on Mark Driscoll. It's easy to beat up on that leader. But if we think about it, the people who esteem these leaders are just as culpable as that guy himself. And we can beat up on that one person. It's easy to do that, and we love to do that in America. We, we put someone on a platform, and then we rip them down and point at them and you know, deride them and all that kind of thing. So, But here we see Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and then Joshua dies, and it's like, well, what's, what are the people going to do? Hmm? And so, I mean, that helps us see the importance about legacy, you know, the kingdom cause. So if, if your guy is all of a sudden gone, and then your church shuts down overnight, then it's like, well, who's who? the people's hope, was it in Jesus or not? And so that's the question to ask. Joshua, as the servant leader, points and reminds us that it isn't about us, and it's not about our guy either. Are we focusing on the Lord? Platform's okay, but it's not the end goal. Second point, and I'm closing this out, the fact that this whole story isn't about us, it's a good thing because it takes the pressure off of us. 
the fact that we're servants and that this whole thing isn't about us is good because it takes the pressure off of us. Verse 32, this last little tidbit that's on the end of Joshua, it says, as for the bones of Joseph, right? You remember him? He was in Egypt and he, you know, the story of Joseph, we had a whole sermon series on him. As for the bones of Joseph, which the people of Israel brought up out of Egypt, they buried them at Shechem in the piece of land that Jacob bought from the sons of Hamor. And, you know, it, it tells about his little story and how he becomes an inheritance, that land. And so verse 32, it's talking about the bones of Joseph. Okay, that's kind of weird. It's tacked on there. But it shows that all three aspects of God's promises to, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those, the patriarchs, are at least in part fulfilled. You know, we see Israel has become a great nation. God promised that. Israel is blessed in relationship with the Lord. He made a covenant with them and, and gave them the Ten Commandments and rescued them out of Egypt. And it shows, and God promised all that, it shows that Israel has a land on its own, and God promised that as well. And so Joshua, as a servant leader, shows us that it's not about us and that it, it isn't about us is a good thing because it takes the pressure off of us because it shows that God is the one who fulfills his promises. God is the, the one you should, we should all be pointing to as servants of the Lord. And so that's the question we leave us as we finish the book of Joshua. How do we respond? How will Israel respond? That's a spoiler alert. Israel doesn't respond well. <laughs> And so that we're going to see the rest of Israel's history to prove that. We'll see that in the book of Judges. But ultimately, we know from the greater meta-narrative of Scripture that this is all a glimpse. This is all a small glimpse on the road that is pointing to Jesus. And that is the ultimate end goal, that eventually we need a new heart and a new spirit. Israel's going to fail repeatedly. We'll see that in the book of Judges. What they need is a new heart, and what they need is a new king. And this king will be the ultimate servant of the Lord and servant to the people of which he is a leader. Hopefully, looking at the book of Joshua, you've been this far, you have seen those glimpses and that they've pointed you to Jesus. You're, you're seeing that transformation in your life as you read scripture for yourself. Guys, thank you so much for being with us with Joshua. Come back tomorrow. We're going to start Judges and continue reading God's word together on the New Vision Podcast. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.